Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us. There were competitive games, though. They were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up. We were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner. Well, welcome back, everybody, and Merry Christmas. We're in the Christmas season. It's my favorite time of year. Is it your favorite time of year? Or are you a summer guy? Oh, I'm definitely a summer guy, but I love Christmas. Oh, yeah. I, I love, love it, too. It. I've been listening to Christmas music since, like, September, so I'm a little crazy. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, I was... I was uh, we had a dinner. I should share a story from this dinner we had recently, but we at this dinner up in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, we had a guy, Joe, come from Indiana. I was bugging him. I said, hey, when do people start celebrating Christmas? And he said, after Thanksgiving. I said, yeah, exactly. Because he was bugging us that our Thanksgiving's at the wrong time because mm-hmm. it's in October. I said, yeah, but after our, our Thanksgiving and Halloween, people start celebrating Christmas November 1st. Not this like end of November business, right? Right. So we get right. We get two months of Christmas. Which is what you need, really. Because, I mean, you put up the tree and then you got to take it down right away. So, yeah, join us in our Canadian ways of celebrating Christmas start of November. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Your house is looking good right now, Brad, and all it done is. up for Christmas. Yeah, I, I love like it. it. I love it. Yeah, it's got the lights up and everything. So, yeah. anyways, Actually, all that said. I, oh. I want to I want to share a story from this dinner, totally unrelated. To yes, episode, please do. It was a great, great dinner. Yeah, Awesome dinner. We had, we had 120 people or so at this at uh, the church that I go to and just fancy, classy, seven people shared stories. But here's a story I want to tell. So a guy comes from one of our guys in Pure Freedom. He uh, registered about five days before. So I said, are you coming? Because he lives in Minnesota, about 17-hour drive away. He said, yeah, I'm coming. Oh, wow. I love, <laughs> love the commitment. I wasn't expecting that. And uh, and so he, he gets there at 5 p.m., 
And our dinner was 5.30 to 8.30. And at 8.30, somebody, one of our leaders says to him, so did you get anything that uh, you're going home with that you didn't come with? And, and he says, yeah, I uh, I just gave my whole life to Jesus. Oh, wow. He's like, I've never I've never done that before because I thought I would screw it up. And, and I just gave my whole life to him. And, and so two of our leaders pray with him there and comes to me and tells me. And he's like, oh, I'm feeling feeling good right now. And, and I'm just so happy for him. We're all just so excited for him. And we didn't even do an altar call or anything. Just God put it on his heart and spoke to him. And, and it was pretty awesome. And then it's 9 PM. And I said, so when are you going home? He goes right now, just getting in my car going, <laughs> going home. <laughs> so drove 17 hours by himself, gets there at five, has dinner with us, gives his life to Jesus. And 9 PM, he just hits the road and goes back. So, wow. oh man, sometimes the, the, the price is worth paying, right? For both yeah. Jesus and freedom. So that was pretty awesome. Lots of other cool things from the, from the dinner too. Wow. That's amazing. Good for that guy. I, tend to complain if I have to drive 25 minutes anywhere. So, <laughs> yeah, that's right. wow, that's all. And it was worth it. I mean, he made a decision that will transform and change his life forever. Best decision he's ever made. And uh, we want to just cheer you on if that's kind of what you're moving forward. And um, if you're kind of engaging with and trying to understand what it means to follow Jesus, welcome to this podcast. Uh, we we hope that you find some answers to your questions and, and just move closer to that decision that we believe is the best decision you'll ever make to follow Jesus. Absolutely. As much as Christmas is fun and we can mm-hmm. do the ho-ho-hos, it's about Jesus. And so make sure you celebrate Jesus. If you're not sure about that, you can ask questions, but also you can just do as he did. Just pray and say, God, I, I just think I should probably give my whole life to you. Uh, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, the, the, the thing that happens when people give their lives to Jesus, I experienced this too, but when I was younger, um, but man, there's just joy and peace. And so often it's, it's just this, like an excitement about life. Like, like so many people like, man, I've just washed, I've been washed clean. Like I feel pure and different things that people have said when they give their lives to Jesus. It's, it's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. That's right. Absolutely. So let's get in this episode today. I mean, that was all great stuff. Glad we could chat with you about that. But today we're going to talk about marriage and specifically sexless marriage. If that has piqued your ears, your curiosity, well, it's intended to, but we don't want to be glib. Many people right now in their marriage are suffering with a sexless marriage. They haven't had that emotional, spiritual, but not only that, physical connection with each other. They are not uh, growing in their intimacy in this area. And for many people, this is just so devastating. And it just causes a rift in the marriage, a wedge in the marriage, and people are suffering. So we don't want to make light of this, but we're going to talk about sexless marriage, what this, uh, for many, what this is, and what are some of the causes and what we can do about it, because uh, we don't want you to live in that space. And I know that this is a podcast geared towards helping people have freedom from porn. But this is so much more uh, in our regards to podcast than just that area. And this is one specific area that we've talked to many people that are suffering. So we want to address this because it has come up and it's um, devastating to those that are dealing with it. So what are some of the causes? Let's go through what some of the causes and what is a sexless marriage? Because for some people that they might be like, oh, that just means I have sex once a month. That's a sexless marriage. Or whatever, right? No, we're meaning that you're not having any connection to this level at all. Like there's nothing happening. There's people that have lived years not having sex um, in their marriage. And that's what we mean. There's no instance of sex at all happening. 
So there's reasons for this. Let's talk about some of those reasons. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's there are different people that define what a sexless marriage is. Maybe it's twice a year max or once a year right, and right. different things. I mean, regardless of the number, like if it's not frequent and if it's not healthy, then there's, there, you know, there's things to address. And and I just want to say, I mean, we did, we had that. Like we had that not, you know, for years and years, but for a year, two separate times in our marriage. And it was, it was awful. And, and so we want to talk about different reasons that it happens and then what to do with it for us it was trauma there was there was um, uh, physical trauma and emotional trauma and uh, and immaturity and how to handle that uh, on both of our fronts uh, or with both of us and so we didn't handle that well but that was the cause and so there's there's physical trauma there's emotional trauma that happens um, in, in in different ways probably the most common one that I've heard of with uh with sexless marriages is that is sex uh sexual trauma sexual abuse from somebody's past it's one spouse um typically has abuse from their past and 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 a lot of these stories they've tried to have a good sex life and maybe for the first however many years of their marriage they did actively have sex but it was so traumatizing every time because it wasn't healed um the past abuse and so eventually a spouse just says you know what i just can't do it anymore and it's sad because it didn't need to be that way. If things were addressed or talked about, communicated about, then it wouldn't need to lead to a sexless marriage. And so if you are if you have a sexless marriage now, um, obviously this is for you. If you don't have one now, I think it's still for you because you can, you can plan now in advance um, so that you can continue on having a healthy sex life and continue winning sex uh, if that's where you're at so that things don't get in the way. Um, but yeah, so that, so one of the, one of the causes of, of, uh, of a sexless marriage would be right trauma. And that could be, that's typically an individual issue. Like it, it's one of the individuals has, uh, has that, it might be a physiological issue where there, you need medical support. Uh, maybe there's erectile dysfunction or there's vaginismus, which is basically erectile dysfunction for women where yeah. it just doesn't work. Like it, it doesn't open up. Nothing can come yeah, in. It's, it's a mental thing, right? Like when they, the thought of being penetrated by a woman, it creates this mindset that actually physiologically is manifested in a sense that um, they, uh, they get just to a point where they, they, they can't be penetrated. Like it's painful. Um, and it's a, it's just, it's a kind of a psychological thing that happens, but I mean, dryness too in women, um, different seasons and ages, right? That causes a lot of pain uh, and that can be a physiological reason for sure. Sorry, jumped on there, but- No, no, going. it's yeah. all good. It's yeah. all good. And you said penetrated by a woman. I know what you meant, but <laughs> a woman penetrated by a man, just to be Oh, clear, did I mess that up? Just, oh I, know you, it's just, yeah. I know you said and you said it right, but just the way it came out, that's, I just wanted to make that That's clear. why there's two of us because <laughs> we can catch these things. Otherwise, people are like, what are you talking about? So Yeah, I know. No. It's, just, it's just the way it could have been interpreted. So yes. I think what yeah. you said is fine. But, yeah. but uh, just to be clear. But anyways, and the, so there's individual issues, right? there, And then addiction is obviously one that we talk about a lot and that happens where there's an addiction and then maybe the person who has the addiction they're not even interested in sex because they it's, it's easier they get more of what they want through their addiction and so they just don't even pursue it uh with their with their spouse but then there's also beliefs you know family beliefs beliefs we grew up with beliefs from early early experiences maybe you think sex isn't even important Maybe you just think like, oh, it's fine for us to go years when our kids are young mm -hmm. because, you know, we just have our, we have too much, 
you know, energy going out with them or all of our focus is to them. And so, uh, you know, the, it might be a family belief or it might just be a belief that you've come up with in your own life that, hey, this is okay. We'll just get through this five years, 10 years, and then we'll come back together. I mean, that's a belief that could get in the way. And as a foundational understanding scripturally what's best for us what's best for marriages is is first corinthians 7 it says don't come apart for too long um so that sexual sin doesn't come doesn't overcome or doesn't overtake you but what it says is only come apart for a time for prayer and fasting the reason is because that's if you think about it from a spiritual covenant standpoint like the only reason to come apart sexually for a time is to prioritize our first love relationship with god and he says, other than that, like, I, I, and that's through prayer and fasting for a time. But, but other than that, like, come together sexually often is what mm-hmm. Scripture says. So that's mm-hmm. the benchmark. That's where we want to get to. And so, if we're not there, this is not putting guilt on anybody. This is not saying like, hey, this is this is something where you're falling short, you're failing. No, it's like this is where we want to get to. So these issues that are in the way, let's deal with these issues so that we can have a marriage where we get to the point where it's not sexless and we can have a healthy mm-hmm. sex life. And so on an individual basis, often it, it it's trauma that gets in the way there's medical issues, there's addiction um, and then maybe personal beliefs. And then there's, there's uh, marital issues too. Yeah. So those are two categories, individual issues and then marriage issues. So the marriage issues that can lead to sexless marriage, one of them is a drift. And that is the natural tendency for every marriage is the, that's the current that we all face. We don't have the natural tendency to drift together, but to drift apart. And that's just the, the, the pace of life, the external currents, the internal currents in our marriages that just cause us to drift apart. And, um, it's, it's so interesting that these currents often are unseen as well. Like we don't know they're there. I mean, if, have you ever swam in the ocean? Those listening out there, if you have, you know how powerful those currents in the ocean are. And sometimes the surface level is very calm, but there is these, in, these currents that are happening under the surface of the water and then port this over to your marriage. There's stuff happening under the surface of your marriage that are causing you to drift apart if we're not proactive and intentional. And, and so we have to link arms if we're thinking about it. Like Kristen and I, We've swam in the ocean together. I remember there was this one time, I've shared this story at Weekend Getaways. <laughs> You'll have to come to one if you want to hear more depth in depth. But um, we were swimming in the ocean and we weren't holding hands or anything like that, just kind of treading water. It was beautiful. It was in Mexico. The water was warm. It was lovely. Uh, and uh, I just remember I, I lost track of her. So I, I looked to the left because there was this really cool tropical fish swimming next to me. Bright colors, you know, my ADHD kicks in. I'm like, woo. <laughs> And I'm looking at this fish and then I, I want to just kind of tap Chris on the shoulder to kind of share in this moment. with You were, you were snorkeling, I'm assuming you're looking. No, oh, we weren't. Okay, okay, we okay. snorkeled on that trip, but this was different. Okay, gotcha. We were just swimming and it, the fish was just so bright and vibrant. Cool. You could see it from the surface Cool. and it was swimming right by us. So uh, I, I tried to tap her on the shoulder and she wasn't there. I looked over and there's this big hairy dude next to me. <laughs> like, that's not Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, where'd she go? And then I looked and then sure enough, she was like 30 feet away from me. And I'm like, what happened? She wasn't swimming away from me. It was the currents that were underneath the surface that pulled us apart. So you, you catch the visual that happens in our marriages too, where we can be drifting apart and we don't even realize it. So we have to be very proactive to hold each other's hands through having communication, going on date nights, 
um, investing in our marriage by either going to marriage events or maybe having marriage meetings, communicating as much as we can throughout our day about what's going on for us, finding ways to link up um, as a couple and to connect. That combats the drift, but we'll talk more about that. But that's a cause, drift. Uh, Another one that in marriage that is uh, an issue is unresolved conflict. If we have friction in our marriage that we haven't dealt with, we've avoided conflict habitually, that's actually an indicator for dissolvement of our marriage. Like a lot of marriages break apart, not because there's conflict, but because there's unresolved conflict. Big difference. So if you think conflict is an indicator that you have a bad marriage, not true. All marriages have conflict. It's inevitable. But unresolved conflict, meaning that you avoid conflict, you sweep it under the rug, you don't want to deal with it. That festers, creates bitterness, and bitterness and love can't exist in the same house. You have to choose which one you're going to live with. So if you are going to not deal with the conflict in your life, that will cause a lot of friction and this kind of festering bitterness. And then you don't want to make love to your spouse when that's there. They really don't. And, And that causes... Um, this kind of rift and divide between us. So unresolved conflict is a big one. Another area that our marriage can face issue with as far as moving towards a sexless marriage is uh, the seasons that we all go through in life. Um, It might be busyness. Like we might be going through a season of young children and we're pulled at um, constantly. And like Matt, you can speak to this. You're in a season of young kids. And uh, that is something that can if we're not intentional, cause uh, a divide. Because thinking about sex in that season of life and having to be intentional about that, like that can be really, really difficult to navigate. Like You have barely enough time to just have a conversation, let alone go to the bedroom and make love. So it, this is something like seasons, not only that with young kids, but also maybe seasons of your marriage in the sense that maybe you're going through a little bit of a cold season. Maybe you haven't spent a lot of time connecting and you feel cold. Um, it could be work schedules. Um, maybe some of you are shift workers and you're not home very often. Uh, it could be the fact that your seasons within a year, like for those of you that are in jobs that are very intense, like if you're an accountant during tax season, you're busy. You know, that can cause drift, like I mentioned in your marriage. But a season like that, if we are not intentional, eventually can lead to a sexless marriage. So those are some examples. I mean, there's, and we just want to be clear, we're not comprehensive. There are other reasons why we can have a sexless marriage. We're just giving you a few here that are common and pretty prevalent. Yeah, yeah. I, I always remember at the weekend getaway, just to give a second plug in this episode, for the Family Life Canada weekend getaway all across Canada and Lake Louise, Jasper, all the beautiful spots. Take, mm-hmm. a, take a look at familylifecanada.com. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but at the weekend getaway, I remember Neil and Cheryl, who are your bosses, and they are awesome. And they said, you know, we learned the art of the quickie. Yeah. I always remember them saying that. They learned the art of the quickie. Like, oh, <laughs> man, because it's so important to come together sexually. And so it doesn't have to take an hour or two hours. It could be quick, you know. And that's totally fine because you connect and you're together. And so you'll you'll learn how to do it in different ways and different seasons and different times of the day. I mean, even just somebody recently, I was just watching their recommending just different ways to spice things up in, in, mm-hmm. in a sex life. And they're just saying, you know, different different spots in the house, but even if it's the same spot in the house, do it different times of the day. And yeah. and you could just be more creative, you know? I mean, there's 
there's ways that you can make it work. Uh, if your kids are sleeping with you, get your kids out of your bed. Yeah. The reason your kids are in your bed is not because of your kid, it's because of you. Mm-hmm. We, we, we've had times, sorry to be blunt, but it, it just is. We've had times where our kids have slept with us for, kids being the oldest, has slept with us for probably a month or two because we've allowed it to become a habit. And we know that it's. we could say it's because of him, he's just not sleeping well. It's because we're letting him do it. And eventually we're like, this is not good for anybody because if we don't put a stop to this, uh, it's not stopping. And so there are families where it's like years and the kids are sleeping there and they just, that's how it is. I, I always remember Trey Morgan on our podcast a few years ago. He was like, man, your, your kids, it's a no-go zone in, in your bed mm-hmm. because what you're doing is you're prioritizing your kids' comfort over your marriage. That's not that's not healthy for anybody. It's not healthy for the kid. It's not healthy for your marriage or for you individually. And so you you have to prioritize your marriage and and use that as a principle, not just for having kids sleep in their own bed, but you know, for other things, prioritize your marriage over your comfort or your own shame. A lot of people we have shame over our bodies or shame over our performance. And so we don't initiate because we're ashamed that we might let them down, let our spouse down. I mean, talk talk about that then i was i always think this or say this uh sometimes i say it but i always think it a lot could be solved in life through a conversation mm-hmm. let's just simplify things a lot could be solved through a conversation we can carry shame about something for years and never tell our spouse about it yep. and through one conversation it could be better um they can love us more we can we can open up more we can have more confidence realizing like oh they don't actually care uh, about the thing that I have shame over. They actually fully, like, they, they're fine. They love me, and and they're totally fine. Um, A lot can be resolved through a conversation. For for us, I, I went probably, because of the, the trauma that we endured, I went probably two to three years with, with never initiating uh, with, with my wife. And mm-hmm. the reason is because I'm like, well, I'd rather, like, snuggle and have a peaceful night rather than initiate, and then the memories of the trauma come up and it's brutal or we start and then it doesn't happen and then there's disappointment and i'm like i don't want to go through that i just want to cuddle and uh and and let her be at peace and and so i just wouldn't initiate and eventually after a few years a couple of years she's like you don't even desire me you don't even, you don't ever initiate i'm like oh man it's like the total opposite i really desire you and i want to be with you that's why i'm not initiated but a lot could be resolved through a conversation mm-hmm. so we have a conversation about it and it's like, Oh, now we understand each other. Should have done this two years ago. Whatever it is for you guys that's stopping you from coming together, a lot can be resolved through a conversation. And so think inwardly for yourself um, about your own ideas. Don't say no for your spouse. Don't assume that they're not wanting it. Um, Assume not just the sex, but assume that they want a really good connection in marriage because what married person doesn't want a good connection in marriage? Yeah. That's why we're married. Like we want a good connection in marriage. We just don't know how to get there. And so if we can have conversations and look at these issues that we've kind of summarized in this episode and go, okay, we don't, we like, maybe we have had drift or there are medical issues. How could we work around that? How could we even just engage in foreplay if it can't be intercourse for a time? How could we have, how could we, how could we start with some naked, naked snuggles and just lie naked and do some skin to skin. How could we start there? Maybe do some massaging. How could we start there? And we start to have conversations 
um, about maybe our insecurities or mm-hmm. our past trauma or, uh, you know, the, the medical issues that we're having. You know, some men, they, they take um, Viagra, but they're embarrassed about it. And so they don't tell their spouse, let's get it out. Let's not have shame get in the way. You're going to be so much more loved and emotionally present in, in having sex when you're, uh, and, and apart from having sex, but when you're open about all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so if it's a belief system that you've had from your, from your um, childhood, from your family or from wherever, let's talk about that. It's just really important and let's not overcomplicate it. Let's simplify it. And if you need to get help, get professional help, then we'd really encourage you to do that too. It's mm. great. Just speak at a weekend getaway. <laughs> but it's so true. I, you know, it's never too late to start talking. It's never too late. And it's important for us uh, as marrieds to start to bridge that gap. Because when we have gaps, when we're not talking, that creates assumption. Our spouse, like you're mentioning, Louise, was assuming something. And rightfully so. She doesn't know what's going on. When we can just oh, have yeah. a conversation, right? It, it, it it just shortens up that gap of, of lack of understanding. And then we can start to make these connections with each other. Um, it's, it's like the ways that we can have these points of touch points for us as couples. And what happens when we, we stop communicating, we lose the touch points. We lose the, mo- the places in our marriage that are those, those, those kind of tendons that are holding our marriage together. They start to break apart and then we don't have much connecting us anymore. So even if you, the thought of just holding hands with each other seems so foreign to you right now. Maybe back up a step. What's something that you can create warmth or a movement towards your spouse? What's something that you can do to make a movement? It might be a kind word. It could be simply making eye contact. Um, It could be, hey, we need some help. Let's go get some third-party help. Uh, It could be, you know, little things like that. Or if you're, if it's not so desperate in those situations like that where you haven't had any connection and it's just simply you've drifted um let's plan out and carve out some time to just talk let's go on a date you know little things that you can do to move towards each other because i think the pressure often stops us from doing anything we're like wow we have to have this incredible gourmet session of sex with each other and it's too overwhelming because you haven't made love in a year right yeah that's too much pressure for your marriage to sustain. So what are the little movements you can make towards each other instead of creating this overwhelming pressure on yourselves? And that's often the thing that stops us. It's the failure to launch, right? You don't want to do anything because it's too much pressure. So you remain where you are. You remain stuck. And this is the case for all of these kind of areas that we're talking about. And we're actually going to come back a little bit here to talk about some of the, the specific things that we can do within each of these sub areas. But really that's what we want to leave you with is to start thinking about what can I do? What can I do right now? Because you do have control. Your marriage isn't past the point of hope. Every marriage has a point where they can regain that hope. And that's what we want to bring for you uh, in the next episode that we're going to do. This is a two-parter. And we're going to talk about some of the things that we can do in each of those subcategories, talking about you know, the marriage issues and the individual issues. What are some things that we can do to start to move towards each other and move towards having a a healthy, vibrant, enjoyable sex life together. So thank you so much for checking in with us. We're excited to come back with you in the next part. Hope you have a great week and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. 
This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.